this week on the Pushwallace podcast. An amazing PT contract and a frozen penis. Three, two, one. Got to get my doping for this figure skating, Dan. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, Bob? Yeah. Strange sport, that, to be uh, to be doping in, isn't it? I don't... It is. What, what, it is what's, a... the, what's the issue with that? What's, like, the... Do you need to be strong or, like, is but it just recovery? Thought... Obviously, they're particularly strong. Um, but it's a lot about like flamboyancy. I wouldn't say they have to be like, if, if there was a skating community in, they were like, all right, in the skating community, there's the like speed skaters, like the speed skate, uh, racer people, ice hockey players, and then figure skaters of all of those, I would assume that the figure skaters would be the last people to dope out of all of them. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I find that a bit um, odd, but maybe maybe they're the ones that they, didn't, they don't think they're going to get caught, so they think, oh, well, no one's going to test us, so we might as well go for it, and then they get caught. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Who knows? Obviously, the first one was Russian. I mean, they've done worse things. Um, but, yeah, this one, the fourth positive test in the games. Wow. This one was Spanish, though, the, this latest I wonder one. If it, I wonder if it was more a case of, like, recreational drugs so they can just, like, get through the trauma of having to go to China for the Winter Olympics or something like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Did you see that picture? You see that picture of like the ski slope in the middle of that like fucking... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, looks awful. What look? is this about? You know, and you just think, uh, come on. Like, there's got to be, be honest, no way doing it. It was, str- it was strange because, yeah, I did end up watching, obviously, uh, when when we were winning the curling. Um, we say we. The Scottish people were winning the curling. Cracking yeah. good at Scott, like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fantastic. No English people um, are they? It's just Scottish people. <laughs> All the Scottish. Uh, yeah. So well done to the ladies. Beat the guys. They didn't actually play the guys, but they got gold and uh, the guys got silver. Um, mm. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, isn't it? Curling. Apparently, we didn't. I don't understand why we didn't do the mixed one. If like, surely we would have won that one if if they were that good. Why like, is it not mixed anyway? Nope. I mean, it is. There is a mixed one. There's a women's one, a men's one, and a mixed one. I agree, Daniel. There's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say here, there's no competitive advantage in curling from male to female. I, don't I would have thought so. Like, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, you can't say that though, Tom, because there's no competitive advantage anyway between male and female. That's not apparently the reason. True. All right. Mm. Sorry. Um, even even though there is, but you know, um, yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it's that. Surely, like that would be. Like, same as, I suppose, uh, I don't know, figure skating? No, I don't know. I suppose there's elements of that where... No, figure skating, you know, there is. There is. Yeah, but like, the curling is literally like, there's no there's no difference at just all. wham, wham the stone down her harder? Yeah. Uh, okay. The rocks, it's like with darts, sorry, it's it's like with darts and snooker as well. Like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, there's nothing... It's quite, they're quite manly sports or pastimes, you know, but I, I don't but, think yeah. they, there's, no, there's no reason... For that. But there's dart. Um, there's a there's a girl that's breaking through the darts one, isn't there? Yeah, she's yeah. doing pretty well. She and she's what like, other sports? Yeah. What other sports would there be then? Come on, let's think about them. what other sports. <laughs> would there be? Quick, have a think at home. Pause it here. 
Write down your list, mm. come back. It's only darts, green bowls, that one, that old English mm, pastime. Like, yeah, could argue a bit of, you could argue there's a bit of strength in the in the Three throw, green honestly. bowls? Well, I'm just, hey, I'm just throwing it out there, mate. <laughs> like, literally, that's the same the as curling. That's the same as no, curling. because curling is like, that's like, come on, that's, that's, that's a delicate, like, you just let it go, don't you? Oh, you don't really. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll, give you, I'll give you. A, I'll give you green balls. I'll give you green balls. Then all right. I'll give you about that. ten pin. Ten pin bowling. Yeah, I don't think that would be any different. I felt like yeah, like I feel like there's a bit of speed involved. Maybe you could throw the ball a bit quicker. But again, it's more about accuracy, isn't it? It's more uh, about accuracy and what you hit. I can't throw it very hard at all, and I've got a strike before, so <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. So um, that one. Um, I don't know. Darts is obviously one. Archery. Archery would be one, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Archery and shooting, that kind of stuff, surely. Like, don't 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 horse riding? Don't men and women compete in horse riding? They do, yeah. That's I that's fine. Yeah, that's which which is which I get. I guess the bloke is going to be able to handle the horse more vigorously with more strength, but again, it depends on the horse, surely. I mean, a lighter though, so. You couldn't, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they've got an advantage in that point of view. So it's horse, racing. <laughs> horse um, riding, racing, eventing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What are, What are the What are the ones this will which will, this will piss off more of the audience than needed? But the biggest discrepancy in uh, women to to uh, men where they should never. Well, after after watching that clip you sent me of that woman footballer football, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, but we've got like, like three own goals. <laughs> she scored the perfect hat trick, which is a right foot, left foot, and a header in the wrong goal. Like, come on, all like. all, all before half time. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I was just like, I was creasing watching that video. I was just like, that is. All right, and, and I don't know, has that ever happened in men's football? Ever? Ever. <laughs> what's what's ever. worse, what's worse is before people were like, oh, you sexist pigs. My girlfriend sent me that, and she was with the emoji, but like, lol, and burst out crying. Yeah, that's the thing is like, it's not about, it's not about like, it's not about sexism. It's like, that would have been funny if it was a male footballer. It would have yeah, been hilarious. Yeah, I probably would have been like, lol. Yeah, and the way it's done is, is brilliant. It's more, it's more the fact that people say, that, for example, oh, women's football, the only reason it's not as big is it doesn't get the exposure. It's like, no, 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 the reason it doesn't get the exposure is because of that. Like, it was, <laughs> and it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like own goals in male football, right, where it kind of like goes in off someone's head or whatever. It was, she, she couldn't kick the ball. Like, so it, it came off at a funny angle and like yeah, went in the net and it's like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, anyway, before that's... we get into real, real big trouble and talk about that. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think that or, uh, that was obviously a joke about football. Um, or there wasn't there a women's football team that played like the a boys team and lost. I can't remember what it was. There was, it. yeah. It was like Australia I believe, or something, I... wasn't it? Because this was this one yeah. was New Zealand, wasn't she? She was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was thinking about it then. It's from Australia. Anyway, I, I genuinely think um how do I think? I think rugby's gotta be up there. Rugby, yeah, I've got yeah, anything because there's that's... elements of strength, speed, endurance power like there's a lot of in there because i was thinking, I was thinking like weightlifting i'm thinking weightlifting but then there's no endurance there's no like change of direction there's no like skill i think that's a bit hard saying that you know what i mean as much skill as something like rugby yeah. or a team-based sport a lot of things going on you need all those all those things maybe rugby american football would be a big one for me 
because um, those guys are just well. Yeah, I mean, units. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact it's that you have bit... to, yeah, you have to, you couldn't even couldn't even put them together. Like it would just be, no. <laughs> It'd be not great. No. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Obviously, mm. Michelle, we tried to uh, back into our golfing stance. Tried to uh, play golf against the lads. Um, you just get outpowered. You just get outpowered. Though. I don't think. Again, I don't think the accuracy and the and the precision is is an issue. It's just you're going to get outpowered. Well, but you you played with girls before as well, right? They're off a different tee, so they're forward of you. But it's still it's still an issue. Like you just still get outpowered essentially. Yeah, you yeah you can tend to overpower the course a little bit more. So yeah, that'd be an interesting month, but. Yeah, I'm going to go with American football or rugby, probably the biggest ones, because in terms of a, a comprehensive all-round sport that's needed strength, power, agility, all that kind of stuff, all the slightly high to, unfortunately, lads, we, we've seen it. Where was it? 20 to 30% overall, we'd expect muscle mass higher on lower body, and then a 40 to 60% overall muscle mass higher on the upper body in terms of muscle tissue. So before we're like, oh, yeah, no, we can do this. It's like genetically deep predisposition to be that much better. So across yeah. the board. But, what are females better at than the men? Gymnastics is one. Like, gymnastics, they absolutely smash it, don't they? Like, I always think that. Some of the, some of the male gymnastics, though, they do, they do look good. Like, the way they do things, they still do it as well. But it's, it's I don't know if it's like the flexibility element of it and all that sort of stuff. But um, Yeah, I'm guessing the gymnastics, like the figure skating stuff. Um, I think that looks better. Well, it seems better than females. That kind of stuff. Horse riders is a big one, to be fair. Um, they they generally are pretty good. Um, from it's also it's a strange one in racing. It's not as dominated. That's dominated by male jockeys, whereas in our like other stuff, it is uh, usually dominated by females. Mm. It's a weird one. It's like dressage, for example. No, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's more. I suppose it's more about again. I don't know. I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to say like obviously anything that I shouldn't say because I'll get fucking someone have a go at me. But it is more <laughs> about like a female physiology. They are they they are more flexible, right? So they're going to be suited for those sports a bit better. Like you just said there about the strength stuff, it's the same where that's where gymnastics, I suppose ballet that kind of stuff comes into it because it's like well they are predispositioned from a physique point of view to be better. Yeah, uh, those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, because yeah, the literally if you've ever watched ballet. Um, literally all the males job even if it's like uh, I don't know Swan Lake whatever and there's like this uh, the dance I don't know it's not the dancers of Signets it's the other one with uh, yeah and but literally that's a two person dance and uh, the female is 90% of that dance <laughs> the male mm. one one job is to just prance and lift the female and present her every time she needs to be lifted that's it like just totally dominated by it. So yeah. I've just typed in there what sports are women better at than men? Seven sports in which women have beaten men. I don't know if that really counts. That doesn't count, does it? Does it? Um, in what sports do women usually outperform men? Uh long distance swimming. Women are better due to narrow shoulders and more. Oh wow. Apparently. Several types of gymnastics. Obviously, we've kind of just mentioned that. Um, a, a sport where women have held the world record over men include free diving. Shit. Okay, cool. Mm. They can hold their um, breath better. Yeah. So the question was, is there any Olympic record where a women's time, distance, etc., is better than a man's? If not, in which event has a woman come closest? 
Uh, as I understand it, the only sport which women are superior to men is long distance swimming. Yeah. Um, oh. There you go. Oh, and the equestrian events, obviously, as we've just sort of... Uh, yeah, mentioned. alluded to. Um, women's discus, they throw it further than men do. What? It's only, it's only a kilo discus as opposed to men's, which is two kilos. Oh, right. Well, that's not... But the distances we, we... are further, so, you know. <laughs> that, 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 that doesn't make any... That's ridiculous. Well, that's like... I am well, just, because just, because I the women can't hold a two-kilo thing. They definitely can I bet I I would a hundred percent bet in the female discus training plan is I've got a ten reps of throwing the male discus today to recruit more muscle tissue. To oh, of course it will be. <laughs> yeah. What about yachting? Yeah, that's the other one. Ellen MacArthur, she was good yachting yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Ellen MacArthur, isn't that the woman that cried all the way around the world? I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I'd cry yeah. to be fair if I was in a, in a boat going around the world as well. But um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they are obviously unverified. I've just Googled that, but, you know, some random okay. things come up. Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, the average, the av- there's, there is apparently an average 10 to 12% performance gap between male and females, elite males and elite females. There we go. Nice. It's always funny because I do have, I train one couple um, that uh, basically train together and the lad always like, has a go at his wife for not lifting as much. I'm like, oh, do you want to do this one? Like that, and I'm like, Fitcher, sure, like, yeah. <laughs> you're joking. I was like, you're meant to. I was like, you should be proud. You should be lifting way more than that. Why are you complaining? <laughs> yeah, about you're, 32... you're too close, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's far too close. I'm like, you're complaining about a 32 kilo kettlebell and going, oh, look what I can lift. You're mm. like, not that far away, mate. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, uh, yeah, bonkers. Right, mate. Um, I guess. There was one other uh, Winter Olympics uh, thing that I wanted to chat. Um, is apparently uh, this is this is one case of where uh, males have it worse than females. Unfortunately, is uh, somebody got a frozen penis? I know. What is that about? Like that's how <laughs> dedicated he is. Do you know what I mean? Cross country skiing, wasn't it? Yeah. Cross country skiing. I couldn't find the article, but somebody screenshot. I did screenshot it. Um, there wow. we go. Yeah, Finland skier suffers frozen penis. Um, <laughs> men's 50k cross country ski event was delayed by an hour and shortened to 30k due to freezing conditions. Um, he had to, f- <laughs> but those alterations could not save Lindholm from unbearable pain as the aftermath saw the 24 year old thawing out his frozen penis. A heat pack eventually helped the pin salvage the situation. Um, click the link to find out more. No, thank you. No, do not need to click that link. Oh, that's oh. that's bad. That's got to be up there with like one of the worst things to uh, do during a sport, isn't it? Frozen penis. I, I reckon. I've never. So, I've not signed up for a sport and gone. You know what? You might frozen get a frozen penis at some point. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do this sport anymore. Yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. Uh, I'm actually all right without playing this. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, we're sound. Uh, yeah, it's not my, not not something that I'd be interested in doing, put it that way. <laughs> no. Anyway, all right. Um, personal training. Um, I sent Daniel a, uh, I'm going to eat uh, protein bars, unfortunately. Not mine. Um 
But yeah, I sent Daniel a, uh, a personal training contract, which I hope he's going to sign. Um, so Daniel, will we get your signature live on air? Yeah, it's definitely going to hold up in court this if, if it goes to it. So. <laughs> yes. Shall we briefly, briefly just have a little read of this contract or employment mm. agreement? I mean, it's the first employment agreement I've ever seen. It's one page long. So it's not take <laughs> yeah. long. And, and the fact that it's an employee, just speaking as an employee, normally employees, you know, get paid for their services. But in this agreement, it seems that the employee has to pay the company, which is a great deal for the company. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely great deal, isn't it? So how do they suppose the employee is going to earn any money? I don't really know. <laughs> And obviously there was like, there's no mention of like holiday stuff. Obviously, if you're an employee, they're going to be playing holiday, national insurance, all that kind of stuff. Um, they have to. Um, statutory sick pay, pension contribution, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all that good stuff. But yeah, nothing about that. Why would you? Why would you put that in there? Um, but anyway, it says um, blah, 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 blah. Your employer's uh, capacity as personal trainer. The duties of those normally go your job titles, carrying out cleaning jobs, customer service and product sales. Uh, you must take on all responsible additional or, or different duties when we ask you to meet our reasonable business needs. I hate that. Like when somebody's like, oh, you then actually just be a skivvy because yeah, all, yeah. All, all the other reasonable additional duties. What? But they're the undefined. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just, you might have to do them. What? <laughs> Hang yeah. on a minute. You might have just clean my car. That doesn't seem good. So pay and expenses for subletting. Subletting to your own employee. It's ridiculous, isn't it? So very strange. Yeah, yeah. This is what <laughs> I didn't get from this. Is this like an either or scenario, or all of these apply at all times? I don't. I think they have to pick one. Do they pick? Do they one? pick one? um no because I, I no know. no it's not because the membership no four and five don't make any sense then no. number one you accept to pay five pound each client you train a membership and hang on you accept to pay five pound <laughs> each train a membership fee of 20 pounds a month what well it doesn't make any sense i don't know if that means <laughs> you, pay, you also pay your membership fee of 20 pound a month or whether your client pays you accept to pay five pound each client you train a membership fee of twenty pounds a month. I mean, that makes no sense. I think. I think. I think it is. You pay a five quid for each client you train, and a membership and fee of twenty pounds a month. Then you pay a membership fee of twenty pound a month for each client. No, because you wouldn't pay that, would you? The clients would they pay would, that. They, that wouldn't be in. That wouldn't fee, be yeah. in your contract, would it? <laughs> no. Number two, we can we can go alternating here. You can be free, mate. Um, there's only five. Don't worry. So. Um, Number two, to hire out the gym for the cost of £25 per hour paid in advance. Does it make any sense? To hire out the gym? No, what, what do you mean to hire out the gym? Uh, gym. The what? whole thing? So nobody else is there? Or is that. No, it says to of? hire out the gym for the cost of 20 It doesn't make sense. The English just doesn't make any sense. No. It's no sense. To hire out the gym, it would cost £25 an hour paid in advance. It will would cost, make sense. Yeah. <laughs> for the cost of makes no sense to hire out the gym for the cost of what so the whole gym's closed for 25 pound an hour you get that's a section of it you get, yeah, yeah, yeah we, <laughs> we need to go here then like we can get that's great filming rates uh, definitely cost us more than that normally oh 
Work a total of eight hours per week, which covers gym membership and subletting the gym for personal training. So we've already this must be mem- in, this must be an either or situation then. So then, if you're prepared to work eight hours a week, that covers your gym membership and and the subletting and the five pound each client you train, maybe. Well, I don't know because obviously working eight hours per week that covers the twenty pounds per month. <laughs> sit down and work that hourly rate out mate <laughs> jesus yeah. standard four, four week so you work or you're working 32 hours to cover a 20 pound membership that's, <laughs> that's insane <laughs> um um which covers gym and and subletting the gym for personal training so i'm assuming that the subletting thing is the five pound per client right so maybe that i really want to find out which gym this is i really yeah, want to find out <laughs> oh, can we message the woman who posted it uh, got a lot this is from UKPTs I'm sure some people have seen it this is just a madness employment agreement that somebody got sent um, yeah I'm going to find out you keep reading that I'm going to fucking alright the next out. one is further five hour shift must be carried out to hire the gym for one hour covering the subletting costs so I'm guessing so I think you can either pick from three or one or four or two i think so if you do four you don't have to do two and if you do two you don't have to do four but it doesn't but this alone does not cover the membership on number four so further five hour shift must be carried out to hire the gym for one hour covering the subletting costs which i think we agreed is the 25 per hour or five pound per client and then but this alone does not cover membership so you still have to pay the membership fee for yourself or the client. I'm unsure. But then, but then it goes on to say number five is membership can be covered by itself by working five hours. But previously it just says a further five-hour shift will not cover the membership at number four. Oh, so it says if and there's a there's a in of course in slightly smaller steps. If numbers three, four, and five are chosen. And numbers two in section one must be respected. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, if the tasks are not being carried out, the agreement will be cancelled. What tasks? Is this a taskmaster situation? <laughs> <laughs> they get like a, an envelope at the start of the day. Uh, like, find the duck. Shit! <laughs> no! We have to get a duck. Um, perform a miracle. Um, yeah, wow, that's crazy. Create a song. You have 10 minutes. I'd love that situation in my workplace, but the taskmaster thing that is. Um, but I'm not, if numbers three, four, and five are chosen, so that's the working eight hours, working a five-hour shift, and then having your membership covered by a five-hour shift, but you might not cover the membership from that five-hour shift. Um, in N2, number two must be respected. I don't know what that means. Any members of staff not working full shifts will not be able to have access to the gym through keys, <laughs> except scenario section 2 and 5. Uh, that's the higher up gym and membership covered. Um, as well as having access to the gym after work hours, except in scenario 2 and 4. <sighs> Jesus. It wasn't long ago, 4th of Feb. Um, 
It's crazy, isn't it? I, I believe it. I, I can't remember. I did read some of the comments. I was trying to find the actual woman. Is it Jade something? Um, maybe we'll invite her on. Um, be like, who are these people? <laughs> Apparently, this place got sold or has been bought out by like a lad who's like 23. Um, and this is the contract he's produced for the girl. Uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like, just get a law student. Jesus Christ. Crazy. Don't walk to the university and be like, all right, I need a, a, like an employment contract written out. I'll give you 20 quid. Um, can you do that for me? What do you want it to detail? This, 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 this. Like, here's a law student. They'll be able to put it in better English. Like, that is... That's somebody trying to write a contract who has no idea how to write a, a, a sentence. Hey, it's not no, right, right. Forget a contract. This isn't <laughs> in English. It doesn't even make any sense. Um, it's just. Uh, it, it's... I, I I'd be like Jade, sign it, sign it, and it basically says do what the fuck you like because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and just crack on. <laughs> and she that. further said in like the thing apparently she signed up people on like a six week trial or six week kind of contract thing like six week client like transformation or classes and then by in week two apparently uh, the gym turned around and was like oh you can't do this anymore <laughs> even though she's like oh, but I've settled this with all these people they're all paying like, no 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 we, we need this space for something else now what but I've agreed your weird terms or whatever so yeah run away it's an interesting scenario i guess we can vaguely talk about the uh obviously myself and dan don't have a huge experience in lots of facilities um but we have an inkling of what especially we coach a lot of trainers i unfortunately have access to a lot of trainers in different different locations and stuff and we talk about different models especially uh the ptc but there's lots of different contracts out there. And we know that like the, the fully employed model, the kind of self-employed to the contracting whatever model or the like full rental model. If you like, what would you do if you had to start again then? Would you be like the third space model where you're employed? Well, actually it's different now though, mate. Remember? So mm. that was employed with a little salary and then like sessional stuff. Uh, right now it is I think you have like you have a salary at the, for the like the first three months but it gradually drops off the more bit that you get um, I think I, if I was to do it now I would be heavier on the salary um, and I'd encourage obviously bonus related stuff um, within that but I think that is the for in-person PT it creates the best environment for growth for people to learn for people to get comfortable because they're usually just starting out and all that sort of stuff they don't they're not afraid to make uh, mistakes they you know you put them on training courses all this sort of stuff so where the third space for us I can't remember what our basic pay was is that 800 quid a month something like that something like that time. I think it was about we, 800 uh, quid so- a month so for we we yeah something like that so for every so the maximum basic pay we could earn was i think we got put on like eight grand a year i think yeah i think that's what it was, it was like, eight, like, like for grand doing all your shifts for it? doing your shifts and we had to do whatever yeah. three three hour shifts uh like yeah and i think we got paid like and then i think it was like the more sessions you did the more of that session you got paid and then the less of Correct. that pay you had on your salary so I think it then went up, doesn't it, in, in smaller bands. I think you might, we got paid there maybe, I think at the time, 
27, between 27 and 30 quid an hour per, per session, I think it was. And obviously then built up yeah. those sessions. What I would do if I was to do now is I would like double that basic salary to say 16, 18 or 20, something around there. And then I would do per session nearer 15. And then I'd encourage, you'd still encourage people to do more, but then you're giving them more of a, well, it's your basic pay and all that sort of stuff. And I think encourages a better, it's just obviously not done that way because it's not as profitable for gyms. It's not as, yeah. the, you know, you have, there's more emphasis then on training these people up and they're actually employees and all this sort of thing, uh, which is why gyms don't do that. It's why they do the self-employed model because it's easier for them. They make more money. They don't care about you. They don't have to worry about it, right? It's not their problem. Um, and I think... I think that's the, the biggest problem with, like I say, with fitness these days and why so many PTs fail, right? It's because they don't get any support, they don't get any guidance, they don't get any of that. And I think if me and you were to ever open a gym, it would be done that way, right? It would be, well, you'd get employed and then you'd have people come in and you do it that way um, and you coach them. You'd have a framework, a pathway almost of, you know, learning and education. And I don't think people would then feel as aggrieved giving away more of their money. So for example, when we were, PTs, what was it, 75 pound an hour and we got like 27, 28 quid of it. And you're kind of like, hmm, it's a bit annoying, um, but <laughs> it was the way it was, right? And you, so we signed up for it. But and I think it's one of those where, look, if you were earning, you know, 20, 25K a year and plus bonus for each session, you wouldn't mind as much what they were paying because you kind of go, well, this is my job, this is my salary, this is what I do. And beyond any extra hours you did, you got paid for it, then you'd kind of be fine with it. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, a lot of PTs are just sort of, chucked down and gone right there you go chin up give us your two grand a month rent and crack on or whatever it is these days yeah see what you do but um yeah yeah, that's 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 tough and there's a lot of like i guess the fresh pts have kind of uh just burnt themselves doing that as well and you end up paying Mm -hmm. yeah the kind of standard uh gym box rents are like i think they start off a little bit lower and then they they escalate over three months and uh you in central london i think you can pay between like 1200 to 1400 quid a month rent and then I, th- I think that gives, unless you have a steady client base already, you're kind of already chasing your tail, aren't you? You're like, oh, I need yeah. this to make rent. I need this to make a, like my own like living rent, all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. I think, yeah, established trainers or, I don't know, people who are super confident should go for that model. And then if they shy away, unf- not unfortunately, me and Dan were the... Uh, was shied away from that model i was i because we both came from salary positions and that's all we kind of ever knew um mm. i think that's what kind of coached us in and still there was a kind of element of it like we're like what we're only gonna what we only got like eight grand that's gonna be and then like obviously our boss right then he, he was like well if you don't make 40 in the first year then i will i i'll get sacked basically like yeah, yeah. you will just <laughs> like yeah so it was just the case on top. You're just like, all right, quite. I remember, yeah, I, as a 22 year old, like I thought that was great. I earned 40 grand in my first year. I was like, this is good. Mm. Uh, especially coming out of football, earning half that. So, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, that's it, that? crazy, Daniel. Yeah, read your contracts. I think that's the, uh, the little mm. thing. It's helped me every now and again, unfortunately. Uh, employees, employers try to take advantage sometimes so but there's no we don't have like a do we have a union union personal trainers union probably, there's no such probably thing, not. Don't so. <laughs> i don't think so no unfortunately um all right dan you wanted to ask me a question apparently hmm. i was gonna say so i nearly posted this as a poll in fact i'll post it i will post it fuck it i'll post it right i think that um i'm gonna write it out random fitness thought People would have much better leg development if they did Bulgarian split squats exclusively versus doing back squats exclusively. 
Um, oh that was my that was my pondering, my random fitness thought was that people would have much better leg development if they did Bulgarian split squats exclusively versus doing back squats exclusively. Um, yeah, I probably. Mm. Yeah, if you did. I think I think so. Because um, I think, you see, I think when you start, I think there's a few caveats to this, obviously, as there always is, right? I believe that said person so just, just uh, yeah, okay. Go for your caveats because I'm going to ask some questions to get to get the right. I would say that this, I would say that said person would get less injuries. They would be able to train more frequently. They would um, have less imbalances. They would have better overall development of their musculature in their whole legs rather than than just that. Um, and that the argument I think will come up regularly would be that they wouldn't be able to lift as much weight because of the mechanics of a back squat, you can lift more weight and stuff, but you could always do Bulgarians with a barbell on your back. Like there's nothing against that. Right. Um, so that, that was, that was going to be my question. I was like, obviously Bulgarians, but squats have the nature of being able to be loaded slightly differently for a different piece of equipment and like, yeah, unilateral anterior or whatever, single arm mm -hmm. bilateral suitcases, rear and all that kind of stuff. So I think from the premise of, because you've got to think that if you're back squatting, um, it is not just your legs that are in play, right? So you've you've got obviously a huge amount of erector spinae, all the kind of good stuff that's happening through your back to lock in far more than you possibly would if you're Bulgarian and split squatting. So therefore, mm -hmm. the loading would be more heavily biased towards your legs on a Bulgarian split squat than it would back squat. Um, because yeah, if, if, if this shocking news to everybody that your lats should be fucking tight as hell through a back squat, I, I, I posted up a thing just because I was doing uh, I was doing back squats last week, and then I had to go at myself because I was like, my lats weren't tight because my, my elbow was flaring up, and I was like, shit, why is that not because I haven't done them for a long time? I was like, that's why video peeps, um, mm. that's what that should have to happen. So I would premise, I would agree. Um, there's another way of thinking about it as well, because um, say you've got, um, I guess, 10 total reps of your back squat. Would that be, would you do 10 total reps of each leg? Or are these going to be reps, kind of reps matched? Or yeah. it's just like, Cool. Because so in that premise, so you do 10 total Bulgarian split squats or 10 on each leg? 10 each leg, yeah. Okay, then, then you're going to smash it because there's there's no such thing apart from possibly a, unless your foot does not have contact with the ground, it will elicit force. Therefore, there will be stimulus to change because your quad has to work on your rear foot. There's, there's no way anybody's arguing this against me because the EMG will be like spitting out about 20, 30% yeah. on that quad. It has to push. It's it why when you're doing high rep or hard Bulgarians, you should rest between each leg. Because Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. put that in perspective. Um, uh, ben Bruno actually answered that question the other day. And it was like how many, how he was like, when I'm doing heavy uh, Bulgarian split squats, he rests about two to three minutes between each limb to get him, he mm. was like to get my shit together. And he was like, "Yeah, 100%." Because mm. the other leg will be taxed; it will be 20 to 30% down. 
because you have to you have to push for it because your knee yeah. has to bend as much as you keep that hip in extension there's isometric forces happening at that hip but the knee bends correct it has to so therefore the quad the knee flexor and all those cool things and knee extensors have to work so yeah, yeah. I, would... I just think I, th- I think it came up because I was just watching someone and they were just talking about how much they hate Bulgarians and how much they hate all this sort of thing because it burns so much because they feel it so much. I'm just like that. That's exactly the point. Is like I know I know and can see so many people that back squat. And again, people are going to look at that question right, and they're going to take the extreme and they're going to go, "Oh, but so and so weightlifter's got big legs." And I'm like, yeah, "That's the that's your problem." Is that you look at that and think <laughs> that? But you know, I mean, for the average gym goer, for the average person doing average programs, it's just a better movement. Like it's just I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what argument they're going to make. For the majority of the people that I see, I train. It's a far safer movement far more effective movement they got far more range of motion far better um i think overall balance of like quads and glutes that they use i think a lot of people back squats they focus too much on quads they don't really feel it in their glutes and all this sort of stuff they don't quite get the depth i just think it's a better all round movement that not only contributes to leg development from a point of view of strength because leg development is subjective which is why i asked the question that way because they also comes into mobility stability you've got knee stability you've got hip mobility you've got overall like i suppose core i hate that but essentially that's going to be you know used as much and i think overall just how the human body works you will have a better functioning lower half doing bulgarians than you would doing back squats is my humble opinion i think you get less tightness yeah. you'd have more range of motion all that sort of stuff um In the, the, the only one i would mechanically on the range of motion thing I don't think you can say that you definitely have better range of motion. Most people, correct. Uh, most, achieve, most, average, most average people. Would. See, Frankie, Frankie's getting annoyed at your That's Molly. That's oh, Molly. I think, I think Laura, Laura's about to come back. <laughs> You're just on a mute, aren't you? We can have barking, it's fine. But basically, Dan's muted himself, so he can't rebuttal the argument. Um <laughs> So, yeah, the only issue with that, Daniel, is you cannot achieve as much knee flexion as you would in a, if you, let's say, let's take the prime Ollie lifter, captain, like, captain world champion Olympic lifter. If we look at the best possibly back squatter in the, in the globe, they're going to achieve greater knee flexion than um, a person would any person would in a Bulgarian split squat, a standard kind of Bulgarian split squat, because you are limited by um, the range that your knee can go down to touch the floor because you did not say front foot elevation or like two foot elevation. I'm assuming it's just rear foot elevation. Yeah, just rear foot, yeah. yeah. So most people, I totally concur, will yeah. have a better a better kind of range and they'll be more like not more stable but they'll have they'll access it better and blah 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 but mechanically as uh, speaking as uh, the human race i, I can't agree <laughs> well there you go tom can't that, agree with me that's, that's one caveat of range of motion um mm. i think you can achieve greater range of motion through a back squat uh, net than you would in a Bulgarian split squat because there will be access to stuff that you just can't get to because unfortunately your leg will get in the way and the floor gets in the way. 
I just think, I think that it not only promote, I think you can also get better volume through your legs doing Bulgarians. Again, I think, you know, people say like, oh, my legs Great. really burn. They really burn doing Bulgarians. I don't think many people get rid of that burn with back squats because it's too heavy. They can't access that part of the muscular endurance element of doing that higher mm. reps because you just, it's too heavy on your back. Other things fail before your legs do. Do you know, it's kind of right. like there's too yeah. much going on. So I think I just, I just like the question. I think there's so many caveats to it and it's the, the context is kind of missing, but like we like the questions, right? Where it's kind of like, yeah, okay, let's just think logically and try and try and bring it all together. And I, I just, I just think that for the majority of people, it would be better. That's, so that's I, had, I had, I uh, had, it's an interesting one here. So I had the, a lad who uh, requested to train for me for a couple of sessions. And that's it, just to get my thoughts on certain things. Um, just joined for like a month, I think. And he was just like, oh, I just want to see Tom for this kind of stuff. And he just wants to be pointed in the right direction. And um, so the lad's like, he's 18 years old, I think. But he's been, he's been training pretty well for the last like two years got some good numbers like i think he was back squatting like near 140 something like that pretty good like for an 18 year old he's a he's big boy like like heavier than me um and about as tall as me right so i was like you're a rugby player surely and he was like yeah all right cool i was like um but what is your trainings right right now and I was like, he's coming to me at 18. I'm like, shit, you could like, if we if we did some stuff really cool, you could like light it on fire. You're pretty strong. Um, and all he'd ever been, he'd been doing for two years and gotten that far on a body part split. So he's only training legs, obviously, once a week. And then that body part split, everything, everything is a bilateral lift. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa why, why are we doing this? And, and I was like, all right, we're just going to do two sessions and I'm going to train you completely unilaterally. Um, and we're going to see what happens. And he got, so we did some like, um, some lateral, lateral squats. We did some rear foot elevate split squats, but I only loaded, so the lad can like, yeah, squat 140, right? But I only gave him like, I think like a 20 kilo goblet, I think on the Bulgarian split squat, absolutely blowing, absolutely yeah. blowing from that. And then I, I was and like, I'm not even going to load you for the lateral squat. I don't think you can handle it. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. And then what, what really sold it to me was I got him in a half kneel position, overhead pressing. So he can strict press 60 for five, right? Boom, boom, military press. Cool. Um, mm. But I put him in a half kneel position on the floor, irritate through one side, and then go through just a single arm dumbbell press, struggled, could not hold form whatsoever, would be wobbling mm. from side to side with a 17 kilo, like 17.5 kilo dumbbell. And now imagine, um, now imagine doing like a Z press and say to right, do a Z press. And just so I, I made, no, I made it pre, pre doing that, I made him do a Z press because I was like, all right, let's strip this down. I want to see what you mm. actually access through your core. And I was like, I want to see you do a dead press. He was like, don't know what that is. I was like, well, I'm going to let you do bilaterally, but I'm going to tease the fuck out of you what you're going to be doing, like, core-wise. And he lost his balance twice. Yeah, He went backwards and could, so like... So this is the thing. So, like, my, my argument with that is that I, I have never met someone who is strong unilaterally, who isn't strong bilaterally, but I've met many yeah. people who are strong bilaterally but aren't unilaterally. And that is, again, another thing to add to the argument to that is that... I, I just I just think it's superior. I just think from from so many elements, I think there's more ticks than crosses for split squats, and there's more crosses than ticks for back squats. And that's just 
from again from from I sound really fucking old now, but years of experience of coaching people and seeing them <laughs> and seeing what they've done and when they've come to me and where they're at now. And you know, I've got people come to me before back squatting all these big numbers with shit legs and then not back squatted them for years and then their legs grow. And I'm like, okay, we've not done any back squats. And it's just that whole thing of like, well, I know now because you look better when you squat. I know now if you're back squatting, yeah. you look better. Shock horror, they do. And I just think that more people need to embrace the suck because they're horrible. That's why people don't do them. And the reason they're horrible is because they really work your legs properly. That's why people don't it's, like them. That's why people don't like it. Like, because I, I will always defer to them. Like they've been in my I, I would forever. Now. I would. I would now. That'd be my first thing. Like, so I've just got back into lifting properly again. Obviously, I've been settled in now. I kind of know my way. I know a couple of gyms in the area that I've got access to and stuff like that. And I'm not even concerned about the amount of weights at the gym because one place on our like little estate has got like 20 kilo dumbbells, right? Fuck all, nothing. But for me getting back into the swing of things, 20 kilo dumbbells each hand, Bulgarian split squats. Yeah, that's going to be me fine for four or five weeks. Don't you worry about that. Like no problem. Like I can do a lot of work with that. So I've gone straight in with Bulgarian split squats, single leg RDLs, you know, lateral lunges, Cossack squats. Like I'll do all that shit before I even need to worry about a barbell for six months. I don't need to worry about a barbell for six months. I can build up those Bulgarian squats from six reps all the way up to 12 each leg, throw in some pauses, throw in some extra sets. I'm good. And then the golf club gym's got up to 30 kilos. I'll go there and finish, you know, finish that bit off. And it's just, it, it's that whole thing of people go, oh, I haven't got much equipment. I'm like, you don't need a fucking squat rack. Get this out of your head. That, like somehow you need a squat rack. Go in there. You've got 20 kilo dumbbells. You can split squat and get big legs. Like it's not a problem. Like for most, again, most people, most, most scenarios, they'd be fine with that, <laughs> right? Uh, but most people think that they're advanced. I'm like, you're not. You think you are, but you're really not. You're a beginner. Like, Starting the beginner shit, which is Bulgarian split squat. <laughs> but yeah, it's fascinating. I've already had quite a few. Um, already had for quite a few um, people already on the old poll. So I've got. Right? Uh, yeah, so I've got um, just normal fucking split squats. Why don't people start there? I don't understand. And, and I yeah, would, no, exactly. Just just exactly. to just to re- kind of pose the uh, play devil's advocate to your argument would be. I wouldn't even, I don't start people on rear foot elevated split squats. They don't hit rear foot elevated split squats in my normal programming until month three. If I were to take someone from yeah. raw, they won't hit them because they, guess what? They'll be split squatting first and they'll nail that. And that's enough range, like for what they need to do first. And then we yeah. access that range once, guess what? We're lifting like 30 kilo goblets during a normal split squat and you, it looks lovely. And then I think, your knee is not going to wobble around like hell when I riff it, elevate it. So, and it's like, all right, I've, I've earned that kind of access to that range kind of thing. Yeah. So, because yeah. I still do, yeah, I'll, I'll just pick up a couple of like 40 kilo kettlebells either side and just do normal split squats. Say the rear foot mm-hmm. elevates, like there's benches, there's no like rear foot. We've got, we're lucky enough to have a couple of rear foot elevated rack machine things. And mm-hmm. like, if they're not free, I'll be like, oh, right, cool. I'm just going to go off and do those. Like, get some heavy kettlebells and go nuts. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mate. It's interesting. It's, right. it's one of the things I actually wanted to talk about. Well, it kind of alludes into that, right? And um, because I, for the first time since COVID, because obviously COVID has destroyed training and then I couldn't be asked for a while. Um, the first time since COVID that I've lifted over 200 kilos on my deadlifts. Um, and I just wanted to just explain the road back to, and I don't think I've not, so Dan, I've done this off plan. It's crazy. I haven't written anything down, um, but it's, it's been in my head. Don't worry. I'm, but the fact is for the last, since the start of January, I went like, all right, I'm just in a strength train. That's it. 
I've only done, I think, uh, two to three, it, maybe a disservice, three exercises per workout for at least the last six weeks when I've been properly training. And people are like, what? <laughs> what are you on about? Yep, that's it. It's all I've done. Three exercises. Um, my main things, all I've done is I've gradually worked. So I had been doing threes uh, for a while and getting comfortable at loads uh, with a back squat. A, uh, basically, my heavy, my heavy stuff would be Monday. And then I'd do perfect form on a, um, on a Wednesday. And then I'd do either kind of powery or like, again, strong strength stuff on a Friday. And my strength stuff is either trap bars or rear foot elevated split squats. My perfect form is my back squats where I don't go crazy heavy, but I've just got to be locked in at around mm. like 80, 85%. What I, what I deem is that just to explain. And then like the, uh, the trap bars have just been gently increasing. So I generally week by week. So this is just an easy way of doing it. I'm sure my clients will know I do this sometimes with them like week one, I'll, I'll hunt for a weight. So I'll go up to what I think I can lift almost maximally for, for three or just before it. And then week two, guess what I'm going to do for my free working sets, whatever I did the previous week. And I'm going to allow myself as much rest as possible, but I've got to hit those three sets at that load. Cool. Then that's my next target. I've got to go just above that on my working up two sets. So the ascending sets, say if I hit 150 for freeze in week two, I'm going to go 140, 150, and then just see if I can go above it. Cool. I've hit 155. Beautiful. That's gone from my week four. And I've just done that. Basically, I went from 180 to 190 and then up to 200 um, this week for three sets. 202 because my trap bars are weird. They don't, they don't, it really annoys me. Those are 202 kilos. Fucking, uh, and then my next stage will be 205 because I'll just be like, I'll put like one and a half on each side. Um, but yeah, that's really fucking simple. And then I'll just supplement it with basically if I'm training like my deadlifts, guess what? I'm going to be on the GHR or the GHD doing mm -hmm. something. Normally when I deadlift, I side plank. I normally have some core next to it. So I side plank or blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, using like that. And then some sort of upper body thing. So normally that's a, I was doing incline presses with my squats. I'm doing those speedy pull-ups and then which I've also loaded up massively. And then uh, with my Bulgarian split squats, I, I think I was doing dumbbell rows. That's it. That's all I have to do. And then some core kind of thing. That's literally it. And I haven't bothered. Um, mm. I wouldn't say I've got the best physique in the world, but all my numbers have gone up. Um, yeah. which, and I actually got a compliment saying my legs look bigger. I was like, oh, that's because they look like weeds the whole of uh, lockdown and COVID. So it's all right. It's just, it's weird how, and because like, I've done a fair bit of like athletic-based training over the, like the last, I don't know, because of needs must, right? It's weird how like, uh, I love this type of training, kind of dull, boring, what people would deem dull and boring, but like lifting it and just only doing two or three things. I've got to think about lots of like exercises to churn through. It only takes me about 45 minutes and I'm out. I'm done. And I know I've done enough work to stimulate change because I'm fucked, basically. Yeah. I yeah, that's, I think people, I think people get caught up in a lot of the intricacies of training. And, and like I said, it's so simple. It really is very, very simple. Like, I think as you get older, you realize, I think it was Ben Bruno's post, isn't it? His, his, his tweet that he does it rolls around once a year, I think of like, it's really boringly repeating the same exercises over and over again. Uh, it's, well. no, 
There's nothing 18 fancy to about 20 it. Twenty of the same exercises for the rest of your life. You're probably doing yeah. It's, it's exactly <laughs> that. It's it's really like you know. Sometimes I get clients and they're kind of oh, I need a new program and I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, just a few little tweaks because realistically, like it's like unless we're changing the goal massively, it's like you just need to do these movements and you know and 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 I think the more people are, uh, and I with my clients, I try and help educate them about well this is why i've gone wrong previously is because yeah you're doing pull-ups now for you know a good couple of cycles in a row because how else are you going to get good at them you know you're not good at them it's like well yeah you can't keep doing lap pull downs all the time you've got to fucking work at them like it's just (laughs) one of those things and and you know it's boring but but once people get the idea and they they see the results from doing that they go actually i get it now it makes complete sense and all these fancy shit you see on on instagram and stuff it is literally just pointless because everything that needs to be done has been done i think the, uh, we've talked about this before haven't we the most recent the most recent big exercise that's come on stage is the hip thrust that's quite recent i think that's i think when we first started lifting that wasn't a movement no but it is now a big one i think it's quite a big part for a lot of people um but other than that i don't think there's been any huge like major changes um within that because that's that wasn't even anything that wasn't uh i think people did glute bridges maybe like physio stuff on the floor possibly um but yeah other than that it's um it's weird weird with those ones i tend to do more loaded deadlifts and rip, like rear foot elevated split squats than like bilateral heavy hip thrusts i tend to do like single leg hip thrusts for most people oh the amount of times um, i've given to a client i've said i oh, have three sets of 15 single leg hip thrusts, yeah. body weight and they're like oh really is that it i'm like mm, do it I crack on and they're like oh yeah. my god I'm like yeah there you go exactly yeah like, you i don't I don't tend, unless I'm like holding their hand, I don't tend to give those heavy ones, heavy hip thrusts out very mm. often. I realize they're obviously fantastic, but I, I feel like, uh, yeah, people add load too fast because it is a lift you can progress very quickly and it ends up looking a bit me. I always mm. feel, and I'm like, mm, that doesn't look great to me or you're not holding or contracting how I want you to. Whereas I know a deadlift, the chances are you're going to have to pull it. You know when it looks like terrible. You don't know. Mm. Like a normal bog standard client's not going to know whether they've reached hip extension or not. Like yeah. in a hip thrust, unfortunately. They just, they've seen the barbell. The uh, the reference point is just that barbell going up and they feel like they've reached the top of it and then they go down again. I, I get mm. that you have to use your, your ass to get there, but it's not quite full. So. Mm. Yeah, mate. Well, that well, linked in quite well. No, it linked in well because I just wanted to be like, wait, I've actually, it's one of, it's one of my things that my prerequisites for my training, I don't know if you have them, is I always want to be able to deadlift. Mine is turn up. Mine is turn up. Yeah. <laughs> I always want, I always, no matter what kind of state I'm in, like what my kind of pre precursor for, all right, I'm going to go set my goals and do things now. Now I feel like I'm at a level of fitness that I can do things is deadlift 200, back squat 150 and bench press 100 is is fine for me i'm like as long as i can always kind of do that i feel like i'm okay and i've just been like all right i'll just work back towards those goals so yeah so we're back we're back baby yeah i think for me like i've like uh, i think since it's been weird actually since taking up and playing golf more regularly i'm a bit more like i'd rather play golf three times a week than gym three so times I, a week so unfortunately yeah um, you can't right <laughs> so i'm kind of like i'm, I'm kind of at the, at the moment i'm kind of like if i can get in the gym twice a week and i can strength train because again at the moment i've not been lifting heavy i've not been doing anything for ages so for me every session i do i'm like oh my god i'm pretty sore don't need to lift a lot of weight and all this sort of stuff but for me, like once once I get back in the swing of things, I'm going to pick two days a week to heavy strength train. 
I'm going to have to find a gym that's got a barbell and Olympic plates. And again, I'm going to get back into deadlifting, front squats, um, you know, all those sorts of good things. Need some heavy dumbbells to do some bench and single arm rows. But they'll be the better four things that I'll do, like literally with those heavy weights. Like I'll go in now and look like a fucking idiot just doing that same thing over and over again. Because the rest of the stuff I can do in the other gyms that I've got around, which I can get to more easily and stuff like that, and a bit of core work and I suppose some in the future will be some more golf specific stuff that maybe I haven't done before. But again, even with that, people go extreme with that. It's like, yeah, but if you can extend your hips pretty fucking quick, regardless whether you do it as a deadlift or a squat, was, or, uh, you're going to be okay. Do you know, like it's on, on the uh, Rick Shields podcast, Rick, Rick and his like co-host, um, they asked the question, obviously they're, they're both golfers or unlike broadcasters, more anything else and journalists. They asked the question to Bryson Shishambo who obviously has taken his training pretty seriously, got a great coach. Mm. You can see his speed training is insane now and all his power training. They asked this question. For all the listeners out there, all the golfers, what exercise is more beneficial for their golf? Bench pressing or squatting? And, he, and Shambo was like, are you serious? <laughs> he was like, yeah. squatting. I was like, yeah, obviously squatting. Bench pressing is going to do nothing for your golf. Literally nothing. <laughs> It was so funny. It's like, I, I, cause I, I was sort of following this guy recently and he did a post and it was kind of going on about how there's elements of the shoulder with the chest and the rear delts and what part of the movement they're involved in. And I was just like, huh? Like, yeah, I get it. It's involved, mate, but more from like a, like a, like just a finesse point of view. Like you don't need to be like stupidly <laughs> strong. Like it's all from your hips and your rotation. Yeah, and like, yeah. it's all from there, mate. And I'm like, looking at it, like, come on, like are people still talking about this. And it was, you know, you can, you see all these people, again, because I've been looking at it more, it's on my explore page, people doing banded shit and all this sort of stuff, which is great to develop power once you have residual amounts of strength, right? Once you have a certain amount of strength, you can then train it to move more quickly and, and train those patterns and stuff like that. But I'm under no illusion that I just need to get back under a barbell first and, and moving well and moving strong and getting back it's to 100 whole, kilo uh... front squat, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like before I, before I worry about how quickly and powerfully I'm rotating, get 100 kilo front squat. Then worry about that afterwards. Like that's going to be the key thing, <laughs> it's right? The, uh, the, the prerequisite of uh, uh, who's the lad I talked to about uh, velocity-based training, and like obviously he was like Leicester Tigers during like the England World Cup and all this kind of stuff. SNC coach, he's like, yeah, I'm a big advocate of VBT. Velocity-based training is the way forward, but there's one prerequisite: be strong as fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like you have to be fucking strong before you think about training it's, with velocity. it's so underrated it's so underrated and, and i and i'll be honest I'll, I'll be honest like even with my experience and knowing you know you and obviously me and you talk all the time about this sort of stuff is that like i even i went down that thing of like oh actually if i just if i get a bit better rotating i'll get better i'll, I'll be on I'll, I'll get better. <laughs> and i had to like check myself for two seconds i was like don't be such a fucking plum like go in there <laughs> get strong go find a gym that's got heavy weights in it Basic bitch program, boring but big. Get in there, do some heavyweights, yeah. and then six months, see where you're at in terms of your golf then and where you're driving going, more. Oh, because I've got the, these things, and all I'm going to do is the same thing, but all I'm going to do is move it as quickly as fucking possible. Well, exactly. But I was like, I just said, like, give it six months. And like, again, if I if in six months I manage to get my front squat back up to say 900 kilos. I guarantee you I'm driving the ball 10 yards further, regardless. I don't care what anyone says. I know I will be because I'm weak as piss right now. I've not done any of that movement for a good six months. And it's just that whole thing of like, we all get caught up in these things, even us. Like, and I think it's the same with it, with everyone in their sport and their nutrition. Oh, what about, what about, what about? What about if you just did the basics really fucking well first? Then what about that? <laughs> like, and then you kind of realize actually. Uh, like, another one I saw the other day was, because uh, I'm on like one of these golf member sites now, obviously. 
and obviously as you do and um one of the things was there was a big thing about there's people questions in there like oh what should i eat on my way around the course and all this sort of shit and like oh i know that a mars bar is going to cause my blood sugar to rise and all this sort of shit and someone in there just put like do you really think it fucking matters that much at this level kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, you, you're trying to break 90, mate. It's not like, it's not really yeah. going to make a huge difference. Like, come on. And I get that at some point you want to maximize things, but it's like, are you thinking about your sleep the night before? That's probably going to be better for you, mate. Like to be thinking about that than whether you've got a Mars bar or a bag of nuts with you. Like, come on. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's that whole thing of like, you're probably about 10 kilos overweight as well. It's like, do you yeah, know? Like, like, whole, like, I just, just find those it funny. pros like when rick shoots like level par he he literally has the sausage rolls he literally would be mm. like yeah i'm gonna have a sausage roll exactly try these <laughs> exactly like, that it's kind of like come about on the like, talent. Like, yeah yeah it's just i just find it quite, <laughs> quite amusing but we all we all do it like we all do it like i said i'm not i'm not i'm not immune to that like you know it was uh it took me a good few minutes um so yeah but it's uh it's just funny, isn't it? You, you get used to... You, you fall down the rabbit hole, those sorts of things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Um, any other business, Daniel? Not for me, mate. No, no. No, no, no. I've just got no. two more rounds of golf to get in before you arrive. Make sure I sharpen tools. Yeah. And, uh, so, obviously, yeah. next week, we haven't really decided what we're doing in terms of recording. Um, I believe you said that uh, I might have to make an appearance on your other one. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, we could maybe, maybe we could, could just maybe scrape the the audio can, from there and upload it. We can just blend the audio and put it out because um, yeah, otherwise you, you're going to feel like you've got nothing to do on Tuesday. So, well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we don't want to do a podcast together in person. It'll be strange. We'll be like, it'll be. It right? doesn't. It never sounds as good anyway. Like we tried it with me and Mike, <laughs> and even when we do a podcast, it doesn't work very well. So we'll have to. Uh, yeah, we'll have to just just rehash that one. I think it's probably the easiest thing to do. Fair enough. All right, mate. No business for me. We're all good. I will obviously uh, online guys. If you're, you, you all know, I'm, I'm gonna be in fucking Dubai, so I don't expect the same work pattern. Um, unfortunately. There we go. Lovely. <laughs> sunny Dubai. I know. Uh, I'm gonna be so tanned. Like Dennis, oh, right? Look at he's so tanned so right tanned, now. I'm, I'm gonna guarantee. Got, right, I'm gonna take a picture. Time, I'm going to take a picture and obviously I've not been out there and I'm going to take a picture when I get there of me and Dan next to each other and see who's more tanned. He's been there for two, three months and see, I bet. I'm, I'm going to still stick my head out and say I'm probably going to be more tanned than you. But oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. See you later.